0: Hey, this is Fred Frenchy. And Nero from Culture Shock Galleries.
1: We're pushing the avant-garde of NFT while reaching back into the roots of hip-hop culture.
0: Stay tuned to Edge of NFT as they're curating rich content featuring the roots of NFT's monumental future.
2: Enjoy. Hey all you NFT curious listeners, check out this episode to learn how the crew at Culture Shock Galleries is taking edutainment to a whole new level for hip-hop and culture.
3: What's on our guest's top five MC list?
4: And why DecentralCon, November 10th to 12th in Miami, is a can't-miss event for NFT lovers and is $100 less for Edge of NFT listeners. All this and more on today's episode. Enjoy.
3: Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next.
4: Today's Sponsor Spotlight episode features Fred Frenchie and Neurogen Yaminarajan. Co-founders of Culture Shock Galleries, who are pioneering the first ecosystem of its kind to connect, educate, activate, and empower a diverse group of both Black and non-Black creators and collectors on the blockchain. Culture Shock Galleries is all about NFTs that drive the culture forward, dropping premium, exclusive, and rare digital collectibles and original art from traditionally underrepresented trailblazers who architect, influence, and positively impact and contribute to their community. Let's hear a little bit about each of them. Fred is Culture Shock CEO. He's an entertainment and music executive with over 15 years experience working directly with powerhouse brands in the industry via the International Promotions Department at Universal Music Group, IGA, Interscope, Geffen, AM, and m and through his own international celebrity booking agency, Fred Frenchy Corp, with presence in over 25 countries, working directly with A-listers, including, I think I've heard of some of these, Lady Gaga, Eminem, Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez, Floyd Mayweather, Busta Rhymes, and more. Frenchie is also Mike Tyson's international agent and business venture partner since 2009. How about Nero? Director at Culture Shock. He has co-founded and exited multiple tech startups, including the entertainment media publishing technology company Tagroom acquired by NASDAQ-listed business in 2014 when he was just 23, and the enterprise SaaS tech company Symbol, S-I-M-B-L-E, ipo would on the ASX in 2018. He has led digital innovation, brand strategy and design, new media and intellectual property development projects for blue chip companies, startups and public figures. I think I heard of some of these as well, including Red Bull, Corona Extra, Canon, Intel, Disney, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, KPMG, Mike Tyson, and more. Guys, this is incredible to have you here. Let's start the chat. Welcome to the program. Oh,
1: pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here.
2: Yeah, and thanks guys for accommodating some interesting time zone stuff. It looks a little dark out there. What time do we have over there in Australia?
1: I mean, first is 1 a.m. I mean, um, actually 1.30. Oh, yeah. oh, that's <laughs> that's fine. That's just club time, right?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but in yeah. Sydney over here, it's now, what, 4.30 a.m., so... Right and early for you, but you guys look great. Appreciate you
3: coming on Uh this episode. Definitely. So being a a hip hop head from the time I was very, very young is near and dear to my heart, man. I've been looking forward to this one since Josh told me we were doing it. So super excited about it. And you guys, one of the things that we love most about doing this show is hearing the origin stories of the projects that come on. So how did the idea for culture shock galleries come about
0: and How did this
3: amazingly accomplished team come together?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of background, Frenchie, can cut in. Frenchie and I met maybe three, four years ago. We crossed paths in Perth. Frenchie's wife actually lives in Perth and good friends with my ex-business partner from a previous company that we exited. And she calls me up one day and she's like, hey, you've got to come to Perth and meet this guy, Fred Frenchie. He's Mike Tyson's agent. I said, in Perth? What what do you mean in (laughs) Perth, Trey? What's he doing here? And at first I didn't believe it, but then obviously I went up there to meet Frenchie and we just got on like a house on fire, really had a lot in common in sort of how we thought about business and certainly very creative aligned. So we just started collaborating on each other's projects, just counseling each other on what we were working on, understanding sort of our individual networks and what we've been doing and really was an informal start to our relationship. Then we found common ground, primarily desire to really give back and help the community and from a a creative angle. So we explored a lot of different ideas and certainly where we ended up has been a very iterative approach. We have explored and built out and developed multiple products and projects to get here. And the first iteration was a company called Culture Shock Studios, which still runs today. And we set that up as a intellectual property development company. We wanted to produce content. We wanted to create new business ventures, but we wanted to do it with the lens of co-creating IP with a lot of the talent that Frenchie has worked with so that they had ownership in their creation. We have certainly found, and this has been something that's driven everything that we've done in our business, is that particularly IP developed by the culture, Black community in particular has driven mainstream culture and influenced mainstream culture, but the creators often do not benefit and capture the full value of their IP that they've created, primarily because they've often done deals that prioritize some kind of upfront fee versus ownership, backend benefits, equity, royalties, et cetera. So that was the basis of setting up that business and we partnered with a whole bunch of awesome awesome talent to produce content IP So, documentaries, original sort of animated series concepts. We've produced a, developed a fitness franchise concept with Mike Tyson. So that's been super interesting. And when we started to see all the sort of activity and noise around the blockchain and NFTs really start to take off at the beginning of this year, we thought, wow, this is such a fantastic medium for us to keep doing what we're doing. But really through the blockchain technology and the smart contracts, be able to do it even better. Ensure that the creators of this IP were able to be minted on the blockchain effectively as the creators and follow that thread and benefit from you know, all the exciting activity that could happen from the IP that they developed and not have to worry about middlemen and gatekeepers along the way that sort of cut them out of deals without them maybe even knowing about it. So that cool. was sort of how Culture Star Galleries came about. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that that leads directly to the next
4: question and I can kind of see why people be excited about working with you. So just to inform that the listener here, where does you already have a diverse group of over 60 NFT designers under management. I want to know how you were able to onboard such a large number of designers so quickly and what kind of creations we can expect from them.
1: A core of our mission is to give back, right? So what we've done when we, uh, excuse my, I'm French. So if you know, have a very strong French accent as well. <laughs> we need to apologize, brother. <laughs> when we uh, decided to embark, like you know, in this NFC situation, we wanted to do it like in a way where, like you know, thinking outside the box, right? We definitely created like a talent, a talent agency first, even before creating the platform, because we noticed that there was a lot of diversity-driven. I mean, also artists that were like, you know, exceptional, but they couldn't even put themselves out there, right? And uh, what we were explaining earlier is that through our ability to be close to certain top tier celebrities, right? We created this system where we had like artists in one side and we giving them the opportunity to collaborate with top tier celebrities, create content, and definitely like, you know, selling our platform. So it was a no brainer for some of the artists. So we kind of had an advantage there. And we spent a lot of time, sleepless nights, like, you know, trying to select those incredible artists. And that was a very, at first, challenging, but we kind of liked it as well because we gave the opportunity to a lot of those amazing artists that without a a system like this wouldn't be known. Like, you know, and we signed, yes, like uh, today's probably over 70 artists now. Most of them are like, you know, from the diversity and especially from the diaspora, you know, we have artists from, like, you know, Philippines, Pakistan, India, but a lot of African as well, like you know, uh, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, an amazing artists from Senegal, and then we we kind of select those guys and deciding to uh, uh, work with them, closely with them, and give them the opportunity to create amazing piece for people that are around, the people are basically are around us, like you know, top tier celebrities. So the conversation with those artists was pretty uh, smooth and easy because we came to them like very. Uh, in an organic way, uh, basically. But also, what is important to kind of highlight here as well is that the way we work with those artists is that we give them like a certain amount of freedom as well. We don't want to lock them in like, you know, in a, in a situation where they have to, they their ultimately have to work with us, you know, exclusively because like we, we cannot be expert on everything. So, of course, what they do with a uh, cultural gallery, well, stay with us, but I invite them to kind of go and try to see what's out there, and then when you give like because my my experience work with artists, you know, celebrity, like when you give them some type of like you know freedom, and then you give them like the ability to go and check for themselves what's good out there, so they always come back, right? So we have like a very very uh, great relationship with them, and and so far like we're very successful with artists. That's basically our relationship dynamic. That's pretty
2: amazing. Let's get a little bit more specific. You guys did this Africa drop that sold out. I heard some rumors about sort of a metaverse and some collectible trading components. Like what are the specific collaborations that you're working on that you're excited about? I know they're all amazing.
1: Well, like for the African, first of all, that was a very great surprise because uh, again, we kind of went and then decided to go in this ecosystem Basically, as like uh, outsider, right? Like, there's a lot of amazing platform out there already. Like, you know, we can name a few. But the way we wanted to approach this NFT thing was like basically own way. We built like a closed platform where, like, you no, know, it's not everybody can come and mint their artwork. In a, a, on CSG, we actually selecting everybody that can actually mint their artwork. And what we've done is that like we've like the, the, those. We selected like a few different artists to create like a team collection around Africa just to with no promotion, nothing, just like to kind of start and, and try something out, like to see if we were in the right direction. And fortunately, like we've been able to uh, sell everything like you know, pretty quickly. And it was just word of mouth. So that kind of gave us like a signal saying that like yes, like we're in the right direction, right? So basically after that, Niro and myself, our priority was to basically Sign as much as talent as possible. When I say talent, was like, you know, iconic legend of the culture, uh, you know, black culture, pop culture, or urban artists, as you want I don't really like this uh, terminology, but this is uh, how they call it. And then we, we sat down with uh, several of those icons. And the cool thing about it is because we can solve organically and without like pretending to know everything about the blockchain, about everything about NFC, we kind of managed to sign that pretty. I would say easily. Of course, I don't take take it for granted like always for granted because I'm from this industry. So at first, we kind of reach out to the, the, the like the yeah. people that well, I kind well, of. I have. mean,
2: well, you also got you got Bobby Brown, you got Corey Rooney, right, Matthew, Cal Fernandez. I mean, this is this is some incredible folks that you brought into the mix here. One of the things that is a point of difference
0: for us and other platforms is our artist network. So we've had celebrities and talent that we've met with five, six months ago that have obviously wanted to go and explore the industry, it being new. And they've gone and met with other platforms and artists and so forth. And most of them have come back to us. Main reason being the vision and the creative vision that we have around projects for them speak to the culture. And that's largely based on the fact that our artists not only are exceptional in what they do. So graphic design, CGI, you know, special effects, all of the above, but they understand the cultural codes and the nuances and the aesthetics that really fly with the audiences of the celebrities that were signing up.
2: Totally. I mean, we like to talk about the edge of NFT as the intersection of technology and culture. They really are coming together in a way that wasn't possible before. And it's a subtlety and you get it right. And man, it creates amazing connectivity with an audience.
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah. In addition to that, is specifically in the hip hop industry, this industry is very specific, right? You, you cannot cheat that. Like, you need to be able to know the codes. You need to be able to actually know what this industry is about. So, of course, the first impression when you come with uh, something new to this community is that there like, is not going to work because they don't understand it. They don't want to touch it. And they most of them, like I would say 90 percent of them are very skeptical of those type of project because The nature of, like, this industry is that, like, they have been like, you know, fooled a lot, like, in their contract, like, bad contract, bad deal, bad negotiation. So, to them, going to something new like this, that with all those new language and new terminology, they they, they really don't want to. So, what we've done with Culture Show Gallery, and, and then that's where I come in the way, is that knowing them and the way they operate, we've been able to actually break a lot of things like meaning that we, we came to them speaking their language we, we didn't want to comment that if you go, if it, let's say for, for instance like if you go like and you talk to someone like uh, let's say Curtis Blow for example right old school artist like you know legend like you know icon of hip hop you start to, talking to, to to him about like the ERC 720 like he's going to be like bro like I'm good like <laughs> phenomenal I so, so like the thing is that like with those type of artists it's very straight to the point is that like, what it is what it does and how much like I can make. Like, you know, basically let me break it like this and then we speak to them that way. At first, like we spent a lot lot of hours with Nero singing down with with those artists, explaining the whole ecosystem of the NFC and all that. And we've seen that, like, you know, that basically some of them was still, it's it's very complicated for them. And then we decided to approach it the way I approach it, like we were all the different artists that I work with, straight to the point. And we've been very successful at it. That's how basically we work with like the,
4: the industry. Speaking their language helps and probably doing it with a French accent
0: doesn't
1: hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, no. exactly.
0: Just to that point, being obviously international, I've got an, I'm from Australia, I've got an Aussie accent, Frenchie's Frenchy. We are a massive point of difference to a lot of the people that we meet because we're different. So certainly from an attention point of view, that sort of icebreaking component, that's certainly present.
2: Oh, we have a French Caribbean on our team and it's a superpower.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it definitely
2: does. So look,
3: culture is at the center of everything we're talking about here. And we understand you have a, an upcoming ICO with something called the culture coin. So how, how does that play into this whole ecosystem and uh, what
0: should we expect there? Totally, yeah. Look, we wanted to develop a coin that, again, really integrated, that we can integrate into our system and our platform that we're developing but also really speaks to what we're about, right? And our mission. And so not only will this coin be able to unlock benefits for those who hold it across a lot of the NFTs that will be dropping. So special unlockables and perks that some of our celebrity partners will be offering. But the main component about this is like by using this coin, we want to be able to benefit the industry. And what I mean by the industry is effectively establish like a an unofficial hip hop union, but one that is been longing to be created and primarily to help support talent. Legacy talent, new and emerging talent, those that are hard done by terrible, terrible deals and can't get out of them because they can't afford the legal cost to sort of fight these battles. And also talent that have found themselves in dire straits, right? Can't afford medical care. People think they're super rich and famous because they know of their music, but the deals they did were so bad. That they actually don't have the kind of money that you or I could ever possibly imagine. And so really for us, it's about saying, okay, when you buy this coin, when you transact with this coin, A, you know for sure that whenever you are able to transact with this coin, you are supporting black and you are supporting the culture. That's super key. So particularly with our third party relationships, retailers and brands that we're talking to and we'll partner with, that will offer the ability to transact with Culture Coin on certain product lines they'll be launching, you will know for sure when you do that, that it's going to be black owned and supporting the culture in some kind of way. So really like first and foremost, a vetting mechanism that we're really spending a lot of time putting together to ensure that consumers can really see that, right? When they have the ability to use that. And secondarily, uh, this foundation component. So really contributing towards what we're developing in this space of being able to give back so that proceeds, develop, proceeds generated through culture Coin transactions go towards this foundation, which ultimately our, communica- our community will be able to vote on who they want to deploy these funds to if and when someone applies to receive a grant. So like I said, it could be medical costs. It could be housing related. It could be education related. It could be legal related. But again, all within the vein of the culture and people that our community want to support. The common story, the common theme from so many
3: performers from the early 2000s all the way back to the 80s and and even before is bad deals, right? And the opportunity to translate everything they created, their persona, and, and actually capitalize on that now, the nostalgia that people have for them, the love that they have for them, and actually to be able to capture some of that value for themselves and to a degree start to true up was a meaningful disservice to a lot of these people it's amazing man that's one of the beautiful things about what nfts can do and again we're just scratching the surface
1: no you're absolutely right and again just to that point it's indeniable now like we see like hip-hop is definitely like you know one of the dr- dr- driven force of like the, the the society like you know it's definitely and globally in europe like in in you know, Australia, in south america and africa everybody like you know watch see dance eat hip-hop like you know so and that's sometimes unfortunate to see those architects, the people who shape that culture being so, in so desperate that situation. So we definitely wanted to do something to kind of give back and also give them the flower while they can smell them, right? It's very important to do things like this because in the movie business, you got sag and all those, you know, those union type things like models in the fashion industry, they have like, you know, a union as well. So why not like hip hop? Because it's like one of the number one culture, like industry right now. So we wanted to kind of basically do something for that. Like, and just to
0: add to, to Freddie's point to finish that off is, I mean, us saying that we're going to do this is one thing, but we've been very careful and very precise about who we're partnering with and bringing to the table to actually validate this project and show that, hey, we aren't a bunch of guys just saying we're going to do this, but actually the people in the industry that are trusted that are veterans, that have proved that they're about supporting the culture and the people. We've been very conscious to develop relationships with them, to bring them on board so they actually validate our project through their involvement. Because if we don't have trust from the community, by the artists, by the celebrities, by our potential consumers, then none of this matters. The story is one thing, but putting the right people together that add weight to the credibility, the story is key. Especially in a community that has a lot of distrust around all of the above.
4: Yeah, that's a great yeah, book yeah. title, uh, "Speed of Trust." I believe, and the thesis of that book is: the more you degrade trust, the slower things go in business and relationships. All these things, mm. and the more you can build trust, and people can feel secure in that, decisions, pathways, everything starts to open up very quickly. So that makes a lot of sense. I want to talk to you guys about a specific project, I'm getting into some of the details. The Culture Cards, official hip-hop collectible cards, NFT project. Tell us what it's all about. How do we play the
5: game?
1: (laughs) Well, the game, that's a great segue because we created that fantasy game, basically to kind of bridge the gap between the, I would say, the pioneers and this new emerging, like, you know, generation of uh, hip-hop artists. And we really wanted to celebrate the artists, but not only the artists, like everybody that contributed and impacted their culture. People from like the DJ, the producers, the graffiti artists, like the dancers, but also the music executive, radio personality, all the people that actually helped shape that culture. We wanted to kind of celebrate that and how we kind of brainstormed a lot on how we could do that. And uh, the collectible aspect uh, right now is very, very great, like, you know, it's very hot. So we created that game where it's a basically a fantasy game powered by collectible NFT cards, like, you know, trading cards. And the way we approach that ecosystem is that basically the first phase right now that we, we own is like a collectible phase, right? So we created really amazing, like we have three artists working on those assets, but 3D, I don't know if you'll know, see so them, but uh, 3D card, like, you know, trading cards, we have different type of uh, uh, statistics on the back and all that. We can go over them later, but... We create those cards and the game basically consists on like building your ideal hip-hop world, right? So some buyers will probably be like, you know, let's say, for example, more like West Coast 90s and, you know, gangster rap, right? So they're most likely going to buy Snoop Dogg, Eazy-E, NWA, all the death row things, whatever. Right? And some buyers will probably buy like, you know, a lyrical Boomba East Coast. So they're going to go with Rakeem, Big Daddy Kane, like, you know, those, like, you know, uh, KRS one, those type of artists, EBMD and all that. So we kind of wanted to, there's a really big educational component as well, because we want to kind of show the people, like the hip hop heads, like, you know, the uh, hip hop enthusiasts that they were pioneers as well that shaped their culture and that who they were, like, you know, kind of like, you know, people going to be like, okay, why KRS one has like such a high, nowhere well they go on the website they, they kind of see like the achievement what they've done for the culture what it is and all that and then that's the type of thing that we do for for them and of course that's a, an amazing way to give back to those artists as well because what we've done is that like we made those cards all officially licensed so we're personally reaching out to those artists and say hey instead of doing regular fan art like everybody doing it, and then make them all the money and not giving you everything, like anything that like we just want to collaborate with. You, you know, want to collaborate with you, uh, create that card and, and then, you know, you want to make money and then why not? Like you also want to be back like in the forefront as well, like, you know, the culture. And so that's the type of thing that we want to do for for them.
0: Very cool. There's a couple of things that I just want to add to what Fred just mentioned. One is that with culture shop galleries, right? Anything can be an NFT. So, what intellectual property you sitting on in your garage, right? Like unseen photographs, videos, all that sort of stuff, producing original artwork. I mean, the creativity is the limit. And so there's a lot more thinking around that that goes into the development and production of those style of NFTs for our CSG marketplace. The hip hop cards, however, because we've developed like a really fresh take on what a collectible card looks like, obviously leveraging the fact that this is a new medium and it doesn't need to be a still flat card people have seen this and they go, wow, I want my version of this card. And so it's been a bit of FOMO that I see where artists- Oh, and-
2: Jeff's already putting his name on the waiting list. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see I'm <laughs> <our> playing. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. And so it's been really beautiful to see people go, wow, I really want to be a part of this. I totally want to do my card. How can I get involved? And I think when we talk fantasy games, it was a real challenge for us because hip hop isn't like, football or basketball where there are, you know, stats that we weight player activity against and performance against that we can actually create a fantasy game around. And so we had to really think about what is acceptable criteria around these artists, but also the architects like label, record label producers, DJs, executives, so forth. What is a criteria system that the community will agree with, can actually validate these guys in a way that doesn't have to just do with, say, streams or album sales, because depending on when these artists came out, you can imagine, right? Some of them would seem like they're terrible, even though they're, you know, most people's top five. And so developing that criteria again in council with some like significant hip hop industry veterans been really interesting. And it's been really well received by the artists that we pitch it to because they go, wow, I love seeing myself in this way. And yes, we have a score. So that water cooler talk is very real, Just like when there was that top 50 rappers list, people are like, well, why am I this? And why is he that? And part of this is also fan-driven scoring. So we're not coming up with the numbers. We've built a platform, it's currently private, so we haven't opened it up to the public yet, but we will. But we've been sending it out to a whole bunch of hip-hop heads and industry veterans that are also contributing their scores for these individual criteria for each artist. It's been pretty interesting to see the results of that. And what about like rarity
4: and, and scarcity among this collection? any specific rules or criteria around that we should watch out for
1: yeah. yeah definitely we created like four different type of cards with different styles so the first card we every is have like 500 5, 556 card so we have like 500 silver which is like the rare like you know 50 gold five black and one diamond so that's the scarcity of like uh, uh, the card, and of course you, you There's only one diamond, so that's the card that uh, that everybody would want to have. But uh, yeah, like we've been able to kind of attract a lot of different artists. And when we explain the game that way, they just love it. There's different also tiers. The iconic, for example, the iconic status, which is basically all the Biggies, the Nath, the Jays, the Rakim, Big K, Big Pun, and all that, right? The iconic artists. Then you got Legends. Then you got Phenomenal, Outstanding stars emerging so all those different uh, criteria as well uh, defined so we we have fun like you know doing that but yeah,
4: yeah. that's we're already accomplishing something pretty grand with this but as someone who kind of studied jazz i said oh, jazz piano right. and studied the history i would love right. to see eventually some sort of reaching back even further you know i remember the where- the famous collaboration where ron carter played on uh, on a couple of hip-hop records right where, where they actually brought the roots of of the music from jazz oh, in, into the domain. Yeah. That stuff would be really awesome.
1: Herbie Hancock, Herbie Hancock did that too. Herbie and Coke, like Quincy Jones, like they, yeah. there's like a bunch of like different like you know. Uh,
0: and this what well, this card game is about, you know, celebrating these contributors that people don't even know about. And that's why it's real conscious choice of talking about the architects and not just the rappers. You know, there are all these people that have contributed, and so this is where the next layer of the game gets quite interesting is that yes, build the value of your ideal hip hop world based on the themes that you've chosen, like West Coast 90s gangster rap, for example, and the points of the individual cards that you accumulate will contribute towards the overall value of your world. Of course, if you have like a gold or black or diamond card versus a silver, there's additional points associated with that same card. But pairing, ideal pairings is when it gets really interesting. So if you've got two cards that are supposed to go together because they've been influenced by one another. Obviously examples be something like a Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, but also let's say Steve Rifkin and a Busta Rhymes. And even as far back as what you're saying, influences further back when that's created the style of an artist that's gone and popped off. If we recognize those connections on our platform and you own those two cards, they will contribute to bonus points within your world. And again, serving is a kind of like educational component around why this person world has more value?
1: And again, we have like a again a long way. We have like uh, the, the it's a very ambitious project because yeah. we don't want to sign just twenty, thirty artists. We really go going after the whole industry. And the edit yeah. and, and we going far back right from the cool Herc. You know, from Cool Herc to Young dud. Like you know, so like it's basically
2: guys. This is like secretly an edutechtainment project. I mean, you're teaching history here. And you're exposing so many young aficionados of hip-hop about where this all started. This is freaking amazing. It's also
3: drawing on, again, nostalgia. I talk about this frequently on the show, that collectibles and tradables in the physical form are primarily rooted in nostalgia, right? Things you know, from the past, whether it's baseball cards or whatever from a long time ago. And the, and the most valuable things are the older and rarer things. But so far... In the NFT world, it hasn't taken that form. It's taken a form of new creations primarily. Mm. In fact, like NBA Top Shot just released like a throwback set, right? Like last week or the week before, right? And you're like, man, like it's the, the Michael Jordan card would definitely be worth something if you went back in the 80s and 90s, right? And so this project has so much rooted in the history, right, of hip hop and the nostalgia that drives it, right? There, there's something really special about that. We just haven't seen a lot of yet, surprisingly.
1: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And you're absolutely right. And that's the reason why there's different type of cards as well that we're not revealing, like, you know, in the first phase, but we, we will definitely have like a different type of card, like moment, mo- like, for example, moment of hip hop for where we actually drawing a card of like an amazing moment in hip hop. For example, when Outcast like receive their Gravy Awards or their MTV award or the Soul award, when they actually say that like, yeah, the South have something to say or like more recently, Jetta kids on verses, like you know, which was like a big moment for hip hop. So all those type of things, we're gonna have those type of moment as well. Or, or is, is Easy at the when Easy went to the to, to the White House, those type of things, like you know, that we basically gonna capture as well in, in those cards. So people have like a, as you say, this nostalgia, right? We also have like we planning to like different collaboration uh, where we actually gonna uh, have a uh, portray and a uh, highlights goods and you know fashion goods or even musical like you know element of uh, hip-hop for example like the iconic Biggie Kooji uh, sweater or LL cool J Kangol hat like you know some those type of things that like, you know the Run MC added that's like you know like all those type things that like basically are important to the culture and that impacting the culture very like in a major way
0: Yeah, think like swag points for your world. But I just want to know, Joshua and Jeff, yeah, really appreciate you noticing that because one of the early iterations of a company that French and I started was centered around, I mean, think masterclass.com, but people like Mike teaching, teaching specifically to the audiences that we want to help, right? So the language and the style and the backstories, being able to really speak to those audiences about things that they could and need to learn. And from the people that actually want to listen to and the style of the content that we wanted to develop was very different, right? Speak to the audience that we're targeting. So that, although we didn't proceed with that company for a multitude of reasons, that philosophy is really much embedded in how we operate. We do want to educate and inspire because entertainment is great. You know, this industry is awesome to be able to entertain and also to offer and create opportunities to be an entrepreneur and an easy way to be an entrepreneur without having to have significant startup costs associated with a traditional business. But at the same time, this is also an opportunity to educate and inform through entertainment. So I love that word, edutectin, super key. And it does drive what we do for sure.
2: Well, two things. One, Jeff got me master classes for a year for a holiday present way back. Nice. So I get that intimately. Yeah. Two... We just had Tom Billu on the show. I think you guys mentioned that, and Loving. he's bringing in a lot of his education and, and sort of business coaching into his world. I don't see why you guys can't take this concept to the future as well and support future hip hop stars in the making and do some sort of master class with some of the proceeds and sort of enhance this game into the future and the. Just, just a thought I wanted to throw out there. I'm sure it's you're already ton-
0: thinking about it. It's totally on the cards for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, like those, what we're creating as well is like new interaction as well, right? With like the, the, those pillars and those, the new generation. So automatically, something's going to happen. The lot of beautiful things that happen for the culture, right? You know, that, and we're going to be able to reconnect because the current things that happened in, in uh, hip hop those past few years, I would say, is that people are talking about this disconnect, right? There's a big disconnect between like the '90s, 2000, '90s early 2000, like even the '80s, '90s, 2000, and and what's happening right now. So there's there's a big gap. There's a real disconnect between what they're doing today and what happened, like you know, a couple of decades ago. So those type of projects, even though they're very ambitious, but those type of project can actually bridge the gap and bring those two generations back together. And that's what we try to do. And then just like we basically have them control the narrative
3: basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really clear. You guys are making, establishing a foundation really to make a, a really meaningful contribution mm-hmm. to the space and, and really to a lot of artists' lives, whether it's the culture cards, the culture shot galleries, cult coin, all of it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. We could spend all day, I think, brainstorming with you <laughs> and talking about it. You can see we're really yeah. passionate about this. I feel like we have a lot of shared ethos as well. We wanted to, to take a, a moment though and take a step back and get your, your personal perspective on a few fun questions oh. and we call them edge quick hitters. It's kind of a fun, quick way to get to know you a little bit better. We usually look for like single word or a few word responses for them, but you can feel free to expand if you get the urge. You guys want to dive into some of those? Let's do it. All right. I'll kind of guide you through them here. So question number one, Nero, we'll start with you. What is the first thing you
0: remember ever purchasing in your life? It was actually, funnily enough, it was it was a poster. I don't know if you remember the one, but it was Tupac, Shug Knight, and Snoop Dogg. You yeah, know, Tupac's got the Moschino belts, like black and white. That was probably it. But maybe even sooner than <laughs> that, I wouldn't count it as purchase, probably like trading my lunch for this, but Dragon Ball Z discs yeah. when I was in primary school. Yeah, I remember Mate. that was like a Super Nami piccolo. Old one that I traded my uh <laughs>
3: willing to go
0: on, cool, basically.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> How about you, Frenchie? It's Michael Jackson of the Wall album. Oh, oh nice. the MJ. Album. That might be yeah. the first MJ appearance, I think, uh on the show. Yeah, right?
1: the, yeah. Oh, really? though like, you've never had MJ before?
3: No, yeah, I think I think all of our 60-something
0: episodes, no. So hey, we've yeah. seen some amazing Michael Jackson artwork, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We have some amazing things on, on Michael Jackson, but oh that's for a,
3: it's yeah. A, it's yeah. We'll talk yeah, about like, that offline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remind um, us. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson of the wall. Yeah. Number two for you, Frenchie, What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that. No, yes,
3: you,
4: you can, can go. <laughs> Give, us the feelings, Give us the goods, money. Give us the goods. You can uh, use the you. Uh oh.
1: Uh, let's see. Oh, the first thing I was told.
4: I love how there's an immediate answer here. There's clearly an immediate answer that must not be
1: given. It's gotta think. <laughs> uh, I would say, like, I'm gonna go with the most common answer. But I would say, sure, it's sure. Like, yeah, soul absolutely, absolutely sure, absolutely sure. Very oh, nice. Very right. vanilla. Very All good. All these tells very of genericity yes. going on here, yes. but that's
0: Excellent. okay. It's the Excellent. body language, man. It's in the body language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. All
4: right. So, we'll, we'll
3: give you a pass on her, brother. For the listener, we're seeing a
4: little bit of like, a bit of
0: shame, but kind of you...
4: guilty pleasure around whatever this was. I don't
0: know.
3: <laughs> Nero, <laughs> you know,
0: how about you, sir? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's man, I think it was like my family taking advantage of me and probably selling like one hour long shoulder massages for like 20 cents or something like that.
3: <laughs> on. Nice. 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 Nero for you. Question three. What is the most recent thing you purchased?
0: Yeah. It'd be an NFT. Okay. There yeah. you go.
3: Yeah. Anything in particular you want to share?
0: Yeah. It's a good one from an artist that we would, you would know of. That's what I'll say.
3: We'll leave it at that. All okay, right. N-
1: All good. I'll I'll love Picasso. Picasso. Frenchie. There we go. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a phone. Recently, I, just went, I broke my, I have three phones, I broke one of them, and I bought it for like three days ago, just <laughs> so that's the fast thing. I, I uh, hey,
3: that's a real deal right there. Yeah. Question four, Frenchy, for you. What is the most recent thing you sold? Actually, it was uh, a
1: NFT. Ah, okay. Care to share which that was? Oh, uh, it's an NFT that I have from one of the artists that we uh, managed, so yeah. Got really it. Pretty good. Need a good, uh, good uh, little, yeah, kind of double it, you know?
3: All right. We'll take that for sure. Nero, how about you? Same. Yeah. Want to yeah. be a am nice about you. Yeah.
0: Right on. All right. Well, question five, Nero, for you. What is your most prized possession? Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting question. I don't really value things, you know? So although we're even in this space of digital goods, the value, I wouldn't say they're prized possessions, but this one's an interesting story. I own this memorabilia, which is like a hand-signed Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali and Tiger Woods upper deck Whoa. collection from a little while back. I actually bought it with my university scholarship money at the time. It was like, I think it retailed at 7,000 edition of 500. I bought it in a dip when I was like 20 for three and a half. And now it's worth about 50 grand. So Whoa. it's more of a nod to my younger self for backing uh, a good investment choice, I think at the time.
4: Yeah, oh, you look like sweet. you got a fun look. You got like a like a mild museum going back in, uh, there in the background, and also like a library. I wish that was my Airbnb, and I, I'd stay there for like a month and absorb. Everything. Oh, you're welcome anytime. Okay. <laughs> Let me know when you're in Sydney. Cool,
3: <laughs> nice, Frenchy. How about you? What's your most prized possession?
1: That's a very I don't know. It's yeah, I, I won't spare the story, but it's a CD. It's actually Wu CD. I uh, the thirty six and to me, it's like the most valuable thing that I have. Interesting enough, it's because of, I experienced like war in Africa, like, you know, in, in, in Congo, like, you know, and that was the only city that I have and that was listening to get me through the, the day during really all those crazy times. Like, you know, so yeah, I know the, this album by heart. Like, <laughs> mm. yeah. Gosh, so, yeah, that that was, uh, yeah, that's a
3: good one. Yeah. I do remember when I first heard it. That's cool. Well, we'll stick with you, Frenchy. If you could buy anything in the world, digital physical service and experience that's currently for sale
1: what would that be i would buy like a one or two hours dinner with pat b malcolm mick marley marvin gay and tate's printed rest oh we're man selling
0: the, wait, where is this for sale
1: <laughs> 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 i don't know but like you know i was i was still we're gonna ask somebody to kind of make that how <laughs> that's
3: something else man all right. mine, maybe I
1: don't know, we
3: We, we might know the right guys to introduce you to,
0: nice, (laughs) Nero, how about you? Uh, Man, I have an obsession with like anything new and exploration and out of space. So to be maybe a Richard Branson, like Virgin Galactic experience, something like that.
3: Nice. Yes. And that is something we have heard. I think there is a common thread there Mm. in the space i will stick with you here on this one. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation,
0: what would that be? Sure. Man, it would be understanding. I think we're living in a world where so much division and it seems like if you're not with us, you're against us. And I think something that's made me successful in my world is the ability to understand and relate to people that are the total opposite of me. And if you can look to find the common thread, you can actually find that there is Really, such a thing as common unity, and you mm. just gotta look for it. So, that would be the trade. Love it, How about you?
1: Definitely. I just wanna up on what you were know, saying. It's definitely, it's definitely that. Like, it's not, we're the yin and the yang. So, it definitely thing. you know, I definitely like, you know, I found like the perfect uh, partner for this journey. I actually, we are uh, very, uh, two different people, but I managed to kind of work together, which is great. But, yeah, uh, yeah. me, me, uh, I would say determination. I don't start, uh, no, to me is not, uh, an option. Like, you know, like, uh, I'm kind of dyslexic. So to me, no means on, like, you know, like. Nice. Oh, that's <laughs> 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 like, like, that, you know, that like, man.
4: I never heard that one before. I like that.
1: <laughs> like, so I'm like, okay. When you tell me no, like, it's like, okay. Like I need to go, like, <laughs> <laughs> make it happen. Yeah. Like it to make it happen. So, yeah, that's, that I would say this one of my.
3: Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the flip side of that then. Question eight. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? French, we'll start with sure.
1: you. That's too many. <laughs> I wouldn't say, like, you know, I won't eliminate anything because that's who I am. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't, like, you know, uh, eliminate anything because I feel that, like, if I eliminate, even if I eliminate, like, you know, those bad traits, it wouldn't be me if I don't know if that makes sense, right? Like, Like sometimes, like those bad things, bad traits, like you know, push me to actually think if that makes (laughs) yeah, sure, double uh, edged swords, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I wouldn't like you know, I know that I I have to uh, better to think, but I wouldn't get rid of all right. We got you,
0: Nero. How about you, sir? And I would probably just say hustle for the the sake of hustling, you know, Mm. instead of just chasing. Some goal, which people think will bring happiness, whether it's money or fame or whatever it might be. Just really, hopefully the next generation can prioritize purpose and mission and really see that that makes all of it worthwhile because it's going to be hard either way. It's it's damn difficult to do anything. And so unless the end goal is worth it, truly worth it and connects with you, then there's no point. And I think that's why there's a lot of burnout in our industry, right? Because it's hustle for the sake of hustling. So that would be it. That be it. Yes, Great. sir.
3: Yes, sir. Question number nine. Nero will stick with you. What did you do just before joining us on the podcast?
0: I was asleep, my friend. 30 <laughs> <Very> a.m. <laughs> already. Very already.
3: Ready. Awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Totally understood.
1: Reggie, how about you? Actually, I was singing to my wife because she's pregnant. I she think she's upstairs. I was singing to my wife. And then, uh-huh. It's a yeah. very special very Do
0: we have time for a little listen, guys? No, I think we do. No, what
1: was the song? I wasn't singing to the baby, actually. He was listening to Wu-Tang like this. 36 <laughs> chambers. <laughs> they say classical
0: music is good for babies, man. Yeah,
3: that's classical. That's classic. Hey, classic <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> it is. It's classic. Classic. Well, last, uh, last of our core questions here, Frenchie, for you. Question 10. What are you going to do
1: next after the podcast? I'm mean, I definitely not going to sleep. I'm going to probably work out something. I don't know. I'm going to go work out in my room something. Get swole. So, well, all
0: right. Nero, how about you? Yeah, man, I'm going to start my day now. Be an early start for me in a long time, but keen to get my day started. Right could be We do appreciate it. We'll get people <laughs> yeah. up early, get them on a good yeah, morning man. routine. You guys inspired <laughs> me to get on the morning routine. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> nice. Well, guys, we yeah. got to throw in a bonus question given the the topic
3: of conversation <laughs> today, and that has got to be for each of you top five NCS. Oh, all man, right, man. now we'll put some criteria on it, right? So you factor yeah. in flow and wordplay and lyrics, mm. and also body of work. All right, woof,
1: you got it.
0: <laughs> or top one or two. Come on, Jeff.
1: You will. Know, you will know, start. Start, Nero.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, for me. I mean, I, I was born in 1991, so my answers might be different in Frenchies for oh, sure, okay. but uh, I would say Tupac's up there, Kendrick Lamar, a do-rate Eminem, Big ponies up there for sure. Last but not least, it's a tricky one between like Jay-Z and Kanye West. I'm probably nice. going to lean toward Kanye. Nice. Right on. Yeah, mm. that fifth one's always hard. Mm.
1: Sheesh. All right. So, Big is out there for me. Big and small. Nice is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Kane, I don't know. Uh, Nas nice. I would say I put pack there. J, I would say yeah, I put bust because his body is working. Nice, like, you know, yeah. bust the
3: bust Buster. up in there. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll give it. you six on that. Then that's good. That's good. I right, appreciate yeah, it, guys. You. <laughs> I always like to check in on that front. So, he's worried about like-
0: our meetings that we have scheduled tomorrow, man. He's <laughs> <glad>. <laughs>
3: oh. He has some <laughs> politics in there then. <laughs> like,
1: okay. Politics. That's I, see, politics. I see. Oh shit. <laughs> it's all good. You know all what right,
3: I you say, right. this yeah. no. guys, yeah, we yeah, got, like, you we got
2: Yeah. we got a special guest for our first top topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And Michael, you've been listening, I know. So do you have your top five MCs ready? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is a put me on the spot. <laughs> nah, no, we're no. good. No. We'll let you off the hook, brother. <laughs> Just kidding.
4: All right, well, let's line up the hot topic here and get into it. Sound good? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's All, do right. it. All right, that was a lot of fun, guys. Here playing, yeah, um, Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about DecentralCon. It's about to take the NFT and DeFi world by storm. It's where the world will converge to celebrate art, fashion, and the creatives together with the future of finance. And uh, we got here Michael Huyun, who's a huge member of that team, pretty much working 24 hours a day. <laughs> we see him. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, we know that because we're WhatsApping with this guy 24 hours a day. Talk about hustle. Yeah, these guys just, man, they just put together a killer event, NFT Con that we had the honor to be part of, moderate some of the sessions. And we saw what work, work dogs these guys are. Michael, how many hours of content put together? How many people came to that event? With hours of content? So we had basically, I believe it's around like 72
5: plus hours of content. Mm. In terms of like viewer rates, I think we had almost 100,000 views just based off of those live stream views alone. And we're going to be continuing to kind of push more into it. We're going to be clipping up each one of them. And it was virtual. So, you know, a lot of there was a lot of content to kind of go around. Yeah,
4: we'll be featuring some of that content, too, on the podcast, too, so people look out for that that collab.
2: So, yeah, yeah man, we're so excited about DecentralCon. Con. We know how much work you guys have been putting into it. Give our listeners the the basics on what they can expect and why this is the can't miss event of the year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so our event is going to be happening on November 30th and December 1st. We're actually
5: about to launch more kind of like a... We, we already launched our first wave of speakers. I think we have 80 plus confirmed speakers on the website right now. Our goal is to hit around 300 to 400. We are going to be having four stages. So the first stage is going to be all dedicated to NFTs. Second stage is DeFi stage, all dedicated to DeFi. Third stage is like a demo stage, more for gearing towards like kind of like newer companies. But we actually are in the midst of—we haven't announced this yet, but I guess we can announce it for you guys. The fourth stage, which is going to be a metaverse stage, which is going to be a 50-foot dome that's going to have a 360 projection on the inside of the of the event. Um, and that's going to be oh. that's going to be uh, outside in our parking lot because it can't fit inside the convention center. Like that's how massive it's going to be. <laughs> awesome! Nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
2: That's cool. So, I think we're going to have a special code that goes out for our listeners. You, you're kind enough to, to give them, I think, $100 off. Thanks so much, man, for doing that. Anything else that folks should know in terms of how to prepare? Obviously, get their MetaMask wallets ready, right? Yeah, with uh, kind of like, oh, definitely get your MetaMask wallet ready. Uh, we are
5: going to be having an NFT gallery, also, a few different types of auctions there as well. We're also going to be curating a whole expo floor. So we'll have some people that have merch that accept crypto. And with our event as well, like our event is dedicated to NFTs and DeFi. It's because we noticed that there's not a lot of events that are curating specifically to those marks. And especially for us too, we're very blockchain agnostic. So we do have a lot of uh, layer ones that are going to be attending. I believe right now the current count is 14 plus layer ones and layer twos that are going to be present at the event. So even if it's not MetaMask, maybe it's going to be your Station wallet. Or even, you know, your capital wallet for Cosmos and everything. So with a lot of the different types of companies that we have going on.
3: Are there any uh, speakers that uh, we want to talk about at this stage?
5: Yeah, so we, we do have a lot of them from uh, DeFi Summit and MTCon. The purpose of that is to kind of also bring them into physical setting. In terms of like speakers, there are a few large speakers that we can't announce yet <laughs> that are going to be attending. Okay, But the ones that are currently on the website, so if you go to D-Central, con.com. So it's D and then central. So we drop the E and you can kind of currently see some of the lists of the speakers. Like we have Avery from VaynerMedia coming back. We also nice. have a few other ones, like for example, like some of the hedge funds are going to be their VC funds. So we, we kind of make it to where it's very diverse uh, in terms of like what type of speakers they are. We also have a swap that's going to be speaking there as well. Some from, uh, what was it, tour from Secret Network as well. And a whole bunch of other companies that are going to be potentially announcing some news, hashtag alpha at the event.
2: Well, that's cool. I mean, so I guess we can also include uh, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, Josh figure in that list, and we'll have a big announcement to make and as well. We're the headliners. And we're the headliners. I'm pretty uh, sure. I know. <laughs> Soon. Maybe, maybe one day, <laughs> but sure. we are excited to do some podcasting there and about all the after parties you have going on and just love working with you guys, man, and love what you guys are doing for the space. So thanks for popping by. I know you've got back-to-back meetings every day, 24-7. So thanks for spending a little time with us and giving our listeners the scoop on what to expect. Thanks, Josh. And also for the uh, for the
5: as well, we'll give, uh, I believe it's Edge of NFT 100, So if you guys go on to kind of like our right or, you know, some of our ticketing software, you're able to put in Edge of NFT 100 and receive $100 off general admission and VIP tickets so that you guys are able to start purchasing tickets for the event.
2: So there you go, Fred, Nero, book your flights, figure out how to get through customs. Come on. They let us out
5: of this country, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's very generous, Michael. Prison colony. (laughs) No, but we'd yeah. love to be there. Sure. Hopefully we can.
3: We do appreciate it, Michael, man. Thanks again for sharing that with us. Super excited about it and we'll see you here real soon. All
5: right. Thanks
2: guys. Take Get careful, Michael. Yeah. Thanks.
5: Well,
3: that's great crew. I think that's a, that's a wrap for our episode overall, guys. Can't express enough how grateful we feel to have you on the show and yeah. sharing your vision with us and just having a little bit of fun as well. Sure. Okay,
1: dude, thanks.
0: There's a couple of last things. We yeah. Big drop coming up on November 10.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to go and you can do the first thing and I do the second yeah. thing.
0: Go ahead. Our first official drop, it's going to be on November 10. It's the culturecards.io if you want to join our waitlist for that. It's going to be with the Big Punisher. So Big Pun's official drop of these culture cards on our platform. Obviously an iconic artist, unfortunately no longer with us. Rest in peace, but really excited to be working with his team and looking forward to it. We've had a lot of excitement on the initial announcement and he's got a real loyal following and keen to be and this, day of, with on this and yeah, and the day of his birthday
1: that's on this birthday day of his birthday as well oh wow so yeah yeah so we started yeah. by that and before we go the last announcement that we wanted to uh, because it, it happened last night actually we just true. signed a very great partnership with drink champs like you know which is the number one hip-hop podcast like at the moment you know so we uh we're partnering wow. with them and then we are uh, they, they, they are basically sharing the same vision that they all show is about like, you know, celebrating the, the, the pioneers and giving back to the community and then, you know, give them the flowers, right? Like while they can smell them. So we partnering with them, with Nori and, uh, at EFN, and then we are very uh, happy about this, uh, collaboration. So amazing yeah, stuff. I'll
4: clarify that link that you gave earlier, the culturecards.io, for the word that yeah, the front exactly. make sure that's clear.
0: Awesome. Guys, it's been right. such an honor, and super enjoyable and fun to be on here with you guys.
1: Yeah. Definitely, guys. Like, uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Mutual. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
3: Ditto, guys. Ditto. And actually, I think we we did say we had a little giveaway that we were going to do also Definitely. for our listeners, right? Uh-huh. I think it's as uh, two official hip hop collectible Big Pun silver editions, oh. as and one official hip hop collectible Big Pun gold edition, which is exactly. Again, hugely generous. We appreciate it. And we will put specifics together about the contest out on our socials
0: for all of our listeners. So get excited. It's, it's coming your way real soon. No problem. Um, Yeah. So thank you. Huge thank you for that. It's like what you said before, like, this is all about aligning with people in the community. This is, we're at the beginning of this space and aligning with the right people that get it, that have the same vision and being able to support each other and help each other make these projects a reality because They're only in our minds until we can make them real. And we need more people out there in the world helping us and working with us and vice versa to actually make these projects reality. So we love that you had us on here. And yeah, man, looking forward to the relationship with us. Definitely. Much much appreciated. Awesome. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge
3: of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends to recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. And remember, we always invite you to co-create and build with us at Edge of NFT. We're unlocking a whole new way to connect and collaborate with us through our own NFT drop, Living Tree NFTs. Through this project, we'll be planting tens of thousands of real trees. This collection is not only beautiful generative art, but will also be the foundation of everything we do with Edge of NFT and our community for years to come. On top of that, living tree holders like you will co-create and participate in our podcasts and access exclusive events and killer contests. You'll be frontline for other NFT drops, as well as a long, bright future of branching opportunities to come. Get on the whitelist by dropping us a line at contact at edgeofnft.com or tweet at us at edge of NFT, and we'll share with you the steps required to get in. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.